0: Thank you very much, Apostle. Um, I'd like to welcome everyone to day four evening session of the Youth of Royal Destiny Convention 2020. We've been mightily blessed by all our previous sessions. and uh, We've been challenged, we've been encouraged and uplifted. Um, I'd like to invite Brother Oname to start off with the prayers tonight. Brother Oname, please meet yourself and give us your prayer point.
1: All right, if we take the book of uh, Psalms 119 verse 9, uh, Psalms 119 verse 9, it reads, uh, how how can a young person stay on a path of purity by living according to the words or to your words, uh, um, which is reading the words, which is prayer, which is fellowship, which is the believers, also want to read another prayer point I'm in a, a scripture which is Isaiah 40 29 to 31 he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar like on eagles, like eagles or wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint so I want the prayer point to basically be um that's got to strengthen the faith For us to walk and upright before Him. Let's begin to pray. Father, Lord, in the mighty name, we just want to thank you and glorify your name, Father, Lord. We said when two or three are gathered, you're here among us, Father, Lord. Father, we ask for strength, we ask for. Strength not faith, Father Lord. We ask for an increase of faith, Father Lord, Jesus, So we can do your will, Father Lord. Help us walk upright before you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Strengthen our mind, Father Lord, Purify our hearts, Father Lord, Every Every worldly desire of our hearts, every worldly thing around us, Father Lord. Help us, Father Lord, to abstain from you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us walk according to your power, according to your glory, Father Lord, Let us be attentive to the Holy Spirit, Father Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father Lord, purify our minds and purify our hearts, Father Lord. Let us read the Bible, daily let us read the word daily let us study to show ourselves approved work unto you father lord jesus let us edify our flesh Father. let us watch the word that we speak let us watch the things that we watch on television for anything that would, that would that would draw you draw us away from you father lord jesus. we ask father that you take it away from us in the mighty name of Jesus speak to us in revelation speak to us in dreams that you spoke to joseph in the mighty name of Jesus Father, Lord, guide us in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to us, Father. Lord. Purify our minds, Father, Lord Jesus. Help us walk upright and help us to crucify our flesh daily in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Father, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father, Lord, guide us in our mind. Guide us in our truth, Father. Lord, Help us not swear to the left and right, but to follow you and you alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to fellowship with our believers, Father. As we've been fellowship this convention, as we've been increasing the word, as we've been increasing the insight and knowledge, Father, help us to continue this after the convention is over in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, help us, Father, Lord, to seek out your word. Father, help us to show ourselves, uh, prove workings unto you, Father. Help us to dwell and eat the, the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be focused on you and focus on eternity in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us not faint. Help us not grow weary, Father. Help us begin to pray. Help us begin to fast. Help us begin to study the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we're trying to glorify, we're to magnify your name, Father two or three are here among us. The Bible said, Ask to receive, seeking, you find, knock, and the door should be opened, Father. Lord, we're, we're putting our petition unto you, Father. We ask that your power rains down upon us, Father, and you visit us, Father. You strengthen us, Father, Lord, that we are able to go into this next journey as the older generation is slowly starting to pass the baton to the youth. Help us, Father, Lord, begin to manifest in the mighty name Jesus. Help us begin to grow strength to strength, Father. Help us begin, Father, to take into leadership positions, Father. Help us begin to manifest as apostle manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us not just to hear the stories, but to do the stories, to come back with good reports, Father. Help us spark an interest in, our, in evangelism for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to win souls daily, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just want to glorify and magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen, amen, and amen. Um, I'd like to call Sister Kemi Kailunda to give us a prayer point, please.
2: Good evening, Church. So my prayer point today is from the book of 1 Kings chapter 2, uh, verse 3, and just uh, a bit of context. So at this point of the Bible, Solomon, um, who was David's son, uh, was just, just crowned king, and David um, was about to pass away. So he was speaking to uh, to his son Solomon, uh, encouraging him. And he was also just telling him all what he has to do in order to make sure that the promises that God had made for the descendants of David could be fulfilled. So verse 3 reads, uh, and, and this is uh, David speaking to Solomon. He says, observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of David, of, of Moses. And then he says, do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. And I think it's that very last sentence that really um, resonated with me, because yesterday a pastor was talking about the difference between being successful and being prosperous. Um, and the pastor was saying, you know, a lot of people can be successful. A lot of people do things that just end up, you know, working out really well. But only a few people will be truly prosperous in what they're doing. And my heart desire for us as a as a youth is that in everything that we do, we'll be prosperous. But it's important to understand that in order to get to this point, we have to follow what God says. We have to walk in obedience to Him. We have to keep his decrees and commands, his laws and his regulations. Uh, so my prayer point today is that God will, and I, and I, and I also want us all to pray, that God will give us the spirit of obedience, that even as we are listening to God's words, even as we're reading God's words, that he will give us the spirit of obedience so that we can indeed follow the, the decrees, follow the regulations, and follow all that he asks asked of us to do so that we can then, um, by God's grace, he will then reveal his purpose to us, Um, as we follow his words Um, so let's pray so father lord i want to thank thank you you. i give you all the glory i give you all the praise i thank you for all you've done i thank you father lord for you are a god who loves us you're a god who set purpose ahead of us you're a god who created us you knew us even before we were formed you knew what we were going to do you knew what would be our challenges and you knew what would be our strengths and i pray father lord today that you give us the spirit of obedience father lord obedience to work uh, in accordance to your laws, in accordance to your regulations, so that indeed we can tap into the promises that you've made for us, that you've made for our descendants. Help us, Father Lord, to live our life, Lord, in a way that pleases you, Lord Jesus. We see in in the books of Kings, a number of Kings who who you said, he he pleased me, and, and we see different Kings who did not please you. Help us, Lord, to please you. Help us to work uh, in accordance with your will. Help us, Father Lord, to obey your words. Help us, Father Lord, to obey observe the things or that you require us to observe help us Father Lord in all our contemplations to think about you to put you first in our lives to make you the most important thing to us help us Father Lord as we live this life as, as we live in this world where there's so much confusion where there's so much darkness where there's so much instant fame there's so many, there's so many things that that's attractive to the eyes but are not are not your will, help us to do those things that are indeed your will help us Father Lord to live a life according to your to your word Father Lord help us Father Lord also to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit Father Lord for indeed it's through the Holy Spirit that you would reveal to us our purpose for this for, for our life oh Lord God and if we do not have a relationship with you and if we do not have a relationship with your Holy Spirit indeed we will struggle Father Lord God to draw nearer to you so help us to diligently, diligently seek you, help us to serve you, help Help us to, to, to pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to us. Help us to draw nearer to you, Father, Lord, that everything that we do, Lord, we will put you, Lord, first. We will obey you. We serve you even as King David served you, even as Solomon, his son, served you. You will give us that same spirit, that same desire, Father, Lord, God, to serve you so that indeed, Father, Lord, you will reveal yourself to us and so that indeed, Father, Lord, God, you reveal the purpose, Lord, God, that you have for our lives to us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Sister Kemi. And I'd like to invite Sister Esther Adebambi to take us on the next prayer point.
3: Um, So my prayer point is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. It says, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. So my prayer point is um, that the Lord will put, give us a new heart, that the Lord will put his words in our hearts and in our minds. Apostle always says that um, from the book of First Chronicles, I believe, verse 28, 9, that you know, to you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father with wholehearted devotion. And Apostle has always been talking about the heart, that the heart, when you serve the Lord with all of your heart, that's what matters to the Lord. So I want us to pray that the Lord will give us a new heart, that as you that we will begin to serve the lord with wholehearted devotion that the lord will put his word in our minds so that we won't need to be told you know this isn't right don't do that for we will all know what's right and we like sister kemi said we will obey um the words of the lord so shall we just pray father in the mighty name of jesus lord we just want to worship you and bless you oh god for how you have been moving in our midst oh god father we pray lord concerning your word lord that you will give us a new heart oh lord one father lord that father molds and bends to your will we pray that you will put your words in our hearts that you will write your words in our minds oh god that each and every single one of us will know you so intimately oh god that we will know your heart that we will know the heart of the father for ourselves father that we will not be led astray lord god because we will know exactly what you have planned for us oh god we pray lord god that father you will begin to change our mindsets you will begin to change the states of our hearts lord in every way that our hearts are hardened towards you that our hearts are resistant to your word we just pray for your mercy lord god and we pray that you will begin to break down every wall surrounding our hearts, every wall of disobedience, every wall of ignorance, Lord God, we pray that you will break them down, Lord. Father, as we have been hearing your words day after day, we pray, Lord God, that we will begin to do them, that we will begin to... to be a doer of your word and not just a hearer. Lord, give us a new heart, so God, a new heart that honors and pleases you, a heart that is devoted and diligent to doing your will. Lord God, as we have been learning about purpose, we pray, Lord, that you will, Father, give us, Lord, revelations to know your purpose, oh God. Your word in verse 11 says that we will all know you from the least of us to the greatest, meaning from the oldest to the youngest, we will all know you and know your will. Father, this is my prayer for every one of us, O oh God, from the oldest to the youngest, from the least to the greatest. Father, let us all know you so deeply and intimately, Lord God. Let us know you for ourselves so that we will not be deceived any longer, that we will not be tossed to and fro any longer. Father, give us a new heart, O oh God, to please and honor you. Lord, we worship you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. And I'd like to invite Deacon in, Tammy to give us the next prayer point.
4: Good evening, church. Um, in line with the prayers that have been prayed tonight, I'm going to read from 1 Kings uh, chapter 3, um, verse 7. It says, Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. I'm going to go to verse nine. It says, "So give your servants a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours?" Um, and I'm just, I just want us to pray tonight. Um, so far this week, I've been able to join quite a lot of the sessions, and God is doing a new thing in the midst of us. I can see so well that a num- uh, quite a lot of us, actually, every single youth in CFD across the globe, God is taking us to greater heights. We are going to do fantastic and great exploits, both in God and in the world as well. But I want us to pray tonight in two dimensions. So if you can see from verse 7, Solomon acknowledged and said to God that I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. That's humility, and being humble before God and recognizing that actually he can't do it on his own. And he can only do it only when God actually gives him the strength and the grace. And then the second part talks about give me a discerning heart. What we are needing in this world today is the ability to discern, to be able to understand emotional intelligence, to discern between good and evil, to understand and to read into what's going on. So I want us to pray in two dimensions tonight. Like Lord, give us a heart of a child in the name of Jesus that pride would not get into our head because God is taking us to greater heights. And when we get to that level, the only thing that would bring us down is pride, but also not acknowledging God and not devoting our whole lives to him. So most of the things that we've heard, apostles thought significantly over the past weeks about the hearts and the condition of our hearts. So that's the first thing. And also, secondly, I want us to pray that God give us a discerning heart to enable us to understand and to distinguish between what's right and what's wrong that we would have the ability to lead, to govern effectively, that we would have the ability to do greater exploits, and the glory of God will be revealed through us in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus and Nazareth. We pray, O oh God, that you strengthen us, O oh God, even as a youth in Christ's tabernacle church. Lord, we ask that you give us a servant heart, O oh God, even in the name of Jesus, that we would not operate in pride, O oh God, but, Lord, we will be able to, we'll be humble enough, O oh God, we will we'll be humble enough, O oh God, to walk before you even in the name of just as a little child oh god in the name of just nazareth lord we pray oh god that you will enable us to acknowledge you oh god and enable us to recognize that without you we are nothing without you we can do nothing without you we do not exist oh god without you our life oh god is 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 is, is, is meaningless and so father we pray oh god for strength and grace oh god that you empower us oh god even in this very time and season even as we proceed oh god Lord, after this convention, that we will go from, high, from greater heights, O oh God, to greater heights, to higher levels, even in the name of Jesus and Nazareth, and we would remain in You, even as You remain in us, even in the name of Jesus. And so we pray that You tonight also that You give us a discerning heart, O oh God, that You enable us, O oh God, to understand what is good and what is evil, O oh God. Enable us to understand what is right and what is wrong, O oh God. Enable us to understand, O oh God, and to walk in line with Your will with your plan and with your purpose for our lives, O God, that none of us would miss it, none of us would go the wrong way, even in the name of just Nazareth. Lead us along the right path, O God. Help us, O God, to distinguish, O God, between right and wrong, O God, in the name of just Nazareth. Give us the grace and the ability, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, O God, to govern effectively, O God. Let the spirit of wisdom come upon us, O God, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, by wisdom, a house is built, O God. Lord, we pray that the spirit of wisdom would rest upon us, O God. The ability to understand good and evil, O God. The ability to discern, O God. Let it come upon us, O God, in the name of just Nazareth. Let great wisdom rest upon us, even in Jesus' name. In this very time and season, Lord, we ask that you strengthen us, O God, that we will walk, O oh God, in line with your will and your plan and your purpose for our lives, O oh God. And even as we work in line with your will and your plan and your purpose, O oh God, we will we'll be led by the Spirit, O oh God, not by the flesh, O oh God, that everything that we do will be in line with the Spirit even in Jesus' name. Father, we ask for strength and grace and enablement, O oh God, that you we'll, we'll remain in us, O oh God, even as we continue to remain in you and you abide in us even as we continue to abide in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: In Jesus' name. Thank you, Deakin. That will conclude our prayers um, this evening. Um, And I'd like to invite Sister Esther Adashola to give us um, a brief reflection on the theme purpose, specifically about the life of um, Deborah and Zalofahad's daughters.
5: Hi, guys. Um, I'm going to be talking about Deborah and Zalofahad's daughters. will we talking about their purpose, the hindrances and how they overcame and the lessons we can learn from their lives. So their purpose. Deborah. Deborah was one of the judges of Israel during a time of oppression. Um, you can if you turn to Judges 4, you'll find the story of Deborah. Um, as a judge and prophetess, she was careful to voice God's will and not her own and God used her to deliver his message to the people. Because of Deborah's strong connection to God and her being a leader, Barak, a commander of the Israelite army, refused to go to battle without her, even when she told him that he would not get full honor for the victory, which you can find in verses eight and nine. Deborah's quick and humble response was evidence that she knew her presence was essential to the victory of the army. She was a woman with spiritual insight and character, and her presence on the battlefield inspired and incited the soldiers for war and gave them confidence that God was with them. So daughters set a pre- precedent for legal issues regarding entitlement of inheritance and obligations before entering the land of Canaan. Usually her inheritance would be passed on from father to son and not daughters. They advocated for women standing before Moses Elizar, the priest, and other leaders, which you can find in Numbers 27, verse 2. And what they did was commend, was commended by God and paved the way for other women to claim rights on their father's inheritance, which you can find in verses 6 and 7 and 11. They displayed characteristics of faith, honest, assertiveness, and courage. Go back. So, their hindrances. So, for Deborah, Barak was one of the hindrances that she faced was that Barak was skeptical and refused to go without Deborah's assistance. Without Deborah's assistance throughout the journey, she grew up in a sin-filled society. So the reason why they were um, the Israelites were going through oppression was because they sinned against God and God was not happy with them. She also grew up in a male-dominated society, so she was the first female judge in in that time. Hindrances that Salofahad's daughters faced. um, So their father died in the wilderness, leaving all five daughters to fend for themselves, which you can find in Numbers 27 verse 3. Salofahad had had died in sin. This means they didn't have a godly familiar figure in which they could look up to, which you can find in Numbers 27 verse 3. They They were moving in a patriarchal patriarchal society and this meant that they were under the threat of losing all the property and having their family name removed from society how they overcame their hindrances deborah overcame by collaborating with barrett in, and as jesus said in john 5 verse 19 he can do nothing by himself but needs the input of the father and because um she was a she was a woman of christ so her going into battle meant that not only that they weren't led astray, so they had, like, because she was communicating with God, she was able to, like, tell the army, like, God's word and what the instructions for them in battle um, should be. And she was transparent. She was honest with Barak that God would deliver us to Syria to the hands of a woman, which was JL. And the hindrances that so lo daughters overcame they went to Moses with a problem, and Moses sought God for an answer and the answer favoured David daughters. Um, so had's daughter's request so meaning they didn't take matters into their own hand. they knew that if they want, if they were if they wanted to overcome they needed to turn to God instead of doing it their own way so it was ultimately, so it, they overcame basically by seeking answers from god which which, which enabled them to have clarity and direction for the questions that they have. Last lessons from Deborah. Some of the lessons we have learned from Deborah's life are God can accomplish great things through people who are willing to be led by him. Deborah was a great leader as she was concerned about people, not just her success, which you can find in verses four to five. Why leaders surround themselves with the right people? Another that can be picked up from Judges 4 is how Deborah made herself readily available for God. And verses 9 to 14 explains how she was willing to follow God's instructions immediately after receiving them. Lessons from Salofahad's daughters. They had a vision and they pursued it regardless of whether anyone had done it before or not. It's a good lesson for all those who believe that their destiny is fixed. He encourages us to think differently and provides a message of hope for all those faced with obstacles. The, perhaps the most important legacy of Lys- Had's daughters is their call to us to take a hold of life with our own hands. Similar time is what Apostle said uh, on Tuesday. Uh, he said that the only one hindering us is ourselves. The story of Salofa Had's daughters show that you must have faith in God's promises. They had a good display of faith. They wouldn't have asked for the land if they didn't believe that they could get it. They didn't wait for others to liberate them from the challenges of life thrown at them. Rather, they confronted the challenges that they faced and liberated not only themselves, but others with them. The daughters of Salopha had also teach patient, humility and wisdom. In the time of Moses, women were not allowed to own land, but the daughters were able to influence the making of a new law. By God, to allow women to own land. Numbers 27, verse 1-7. And that's all I have from my presentation.
0: Thank you so much, Sister Esther, for that exposure. And I'd like to hand over back to Apostle. Apostle.
6: Wow, that is very, very interesting. I want us to put our hands together for the Lord. I want to say that this is the most impactful conference that we have ever had. Um, you have been, every one of you will recognize the fact that these COVID and the lockdown has really catapulted us into a higher dimension. <laughs> because formerly, we gathered together in one roof, under one roof for church. But now, church is in every house, which is the ultimate intention of God that every house of a Christian shall be a lighthouse. However, That did not oscillate our gathering together. God used this this period to achieve his aim, that the church of God would be in every home. And then after he has achieved that, he he relaxed the laws through the government, and we are returning back to our place. But this method of churching continues. And if you look at it, it's the first time that we have uh, in our conference, we have people joining from Africa, from India. Uh, from uh, Europe Ireland uh, Germany all over US yesterday really when they were in the when we were having the um, the the seminar in the day if you have not been if you have been missing the day seminar or if you are a parent and you did not encourage your children they missed a lot you need to go into the into the um, uh, recording get the recording from them so that your children will go through because during this week Everything that any youth or any adults need to succeed in life, that was the concentration of God. That was the focus of God. And I, I deliberately asked Sister Esther Dashon like to come and share just a brief with you, which is one of the conclusions she had yesterday. Others had very, very interesting things to We don't have time. We'll have brought them together again. And so, if you are a youth in Christ in the Benaco, and you miss the day, please, I beg you to go and sit down. And those of you who have youths as your children who did not who did not attend, sit down with them as parents during this lockdown, and go through it because what God revealed there will benefit not only children; it benefit the adults, youths, it benefit the mid, mid what do we call them after adults. You have mid range old people. That's how I call you. You who are forty-something and you say you are not a youth, then you are mid-age old. And those of you who are fifty and say you are not a youth, you are mid-day old. So if you are now uh, saying that you are an old person going into the age of uh, sixty, until you get to sixty, the Bible says that a woman should not be put in the uh, widow's lease until she's sixty. And in England, they cannot give you freedom pass until you are sixty. So if you are taking freedom pass, then you are a senior, uh, you know, is this senior you to know, call them, you know, boys and girls to the age of 100. Now, I tell you, every other day you live is another day to fulfill. Every day you live is another day to fulfill. And so the information heaven is downloading has helped me a lot in my own personal pursuits, in my, in my purpose for living. I re examine my life. I examine my apostles to see whether they align with the purpose of God for me. And this is one of the things that we are looking at. Yesterday, I stopped in the story of Lucifer, the first creature that frustrated the purpose for which God called him. And I showed you from the book of uh, Isaiah 14 and also from the book of uh, Ezekiel 28, how God created Lucifer as a perfect model, that when you see him, you can understand how perfect God created beauty, and how that beauty got into his head. And uh, Isaiah 14, from verse verse, uh, 12, tells us a lot about that. Read that down to verse 18-20. However, we saw also in Ezekiel 28, from verse 12 also, how a person who God has created so much and made him an archangel, what else does he want? And we all deduce the fact that don't let what God made you get into your head. But today, I want to talk about the unchanging nature of God's purpose. Of course, you know, we looked at the scriptures, the two major scriptures that we have been looking at, which have been our anchor one. Uh, Isaiah 14, 24, where the Bible says, The Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will it will stand. So we recognize the fact that that scripture begins by saying, The Lord God Almighty has sworn. He took an oath to tell us this information. But what is the information he tells us? He says, Surely as I plan it shall be, and as I purpose it will stand. And we understand from this scripture that God has a purpose for everyone, but he has plans to achieve the purpose. Because in the book of uh, um, Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, we looked at that if I read again, Jeremiah uh, chapter um, 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have towards you, declare the Lord the plans to prosper you, and not to harm you the plans to bring to give you hope and the future. So if we match that to Isaiah, you'll discover that for the for the purpose of God for everybody, God has plans. And the plans God have is reflected as His thoughts towards you. Therefore, we settle that in chapter one of Jeremiah verse five. We recognize also that. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. So we recognize that God's knowledge of us predates our conception. His ordination for us predates our birth. And his appointment over us predates our birth. So if that be the case, therefore you and I will agree. And this is what God has been saying through all the people speaking. That unless a man can understand the plans of God because the plans of God for you is the blueprint of his purpose in life for you. Unless you and I understand the plans of God for our life, we will not be able to fulfill the purposes for which God has created us. Can you imagine that when you die and I die, I will go back to God. What God is concerned about is that I sent you to the world to do something, give me a report. All the accolades you get in the world is useless to God. If you get accolades by people and it's not in line with what God sends you, you will discover after death that you wasted the whole of your life and existence. And this this comes for wholesome reasoning. And all of us have to identify how to fulfill the purpose of God. But then we saw also in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Which says from verse three really, God divine power has given us everything we need for life and, and godliness. So we all agree in all our speeches that every man is created by God, and inside that man is everything he needs. Everything he needs to fulfill the purpose of God. Every man, whether born again or not born again, every man is given is made by God. You know, we look at someone that as well. You know, you knew me when you, you needed to get my mother, so every man. Is created by God, built by God, just in line with His purpose. Everything that God has given you is in your spirit, man. And we recognize, finally, in verse 4 of 2 Peter 1, 4, that He says, all these things that God has given us for, 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 for life and godliness can only be accessed through our knowledge of Him, which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So The deeper you know Christ, uh, the easier fulfillment of your purpose will be. Or oh, we say, What about the people who lived in the Old Testament? Yeah, Christ was the one in charge of all the laws because the Bible says, God, Jesus said that God has committed all judgment to the Son. God judges nobody. It is Jesus who judges people. He is the controller of this world. By Him, the whole world was made. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was His God, the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. By him all things we have made, apart from him, nothing made among the things that we have made. So we recognize the fact that Jesus Christ is the blueprint of the Old Testament. All the dispensations is the one who created them. And then he came in the last dispensation to now die for our sins. So therefore we understand that your knowledge of him is what determines uh, your ability to understand his plan. And he said to us in conclusion that that knowledge for that knowledge, he has given us his great and precious promises so that, our, uh, 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 so, so, so that through them we might participate in divine nature and escape corruption of the world. So we recognize that the promises of God is the word of God. That is just introducing. Therefore, I wanted to go away tonight recognizing and be affirmed again that God's purpose for you never change. What about when God sends a person and the person has been serving God suddenly he walks away from God? If he walks away from God, God will change his purpose. The purpose of which God created Lucifer, God did not change it at all until today. You know, he was an archangel, he was the one who crash landed, he was the one who frustrated it. But if somebody gets away from the purpose, you will, you will walk away into sorrow, into regret, into pain, you know. All the things you'll be doing will look good, but only a few years time you will recognize that. Why did you do this so terrible part to yourself? They are, that's the reason why some of them in the world, they will think that by pursuing money, they will have uh, peace. They will pursue money, then they will discover that they don't have peace. They will say, okay, let me marry women, let me commit adultery, let me live a lavish." life. They will do all those things that say is dictating. They will discover that it's from one source to the other. They will say, okay, let me buy houses, let me buy the best car, let me, let me build the biggest mansion. And they will do all those things, and at the end of it, they will not have the peace. Because it is only when you are on the way of the author of peace, before you can appeal, it is the blessings of God that make you rich without adding sorrow. So I will say that the purpose of tonight is just to help you understand that you don't have to go through pains, yeah. you don't have to go through headaches, you don't have to succumb to the uh, to the uh, thoughts of the devil, the ways of this world, thinking that that is what will make you, you know, uh, uh, you know, g- give you fulfillment in life. If, you need to ask yourself questions. You see. People are in the world who have money. They are celebrities. They are known all over the place. They are people of their kind sing their praise. And they commit suicide. Ask yourself why they commit suicide? It's because all those accolades they have, they, they left the way of God. They have the knowledge of God, but they decide not to have in his contemplation. Romans chapter 1. So God gave them reprobate man to continue to do things that are unjust. And they die without fulfilling purpose. That will not happen to you. But because people, there are a lot of people who don't fulfill purpose, does that mean God's purpose changes? No. Look at the book of Hebrew 6, 17. Hebrews 6, 17 to 18. I read the NIV. He said, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of which was promised, that is to you and I hairs hairs we are the one born again. God wanted you to know the unchanging nature of his purpose. That the purpose of God for your life is unchanging. You can't you can destroy it. Man cannot destroy it. Satan cannot destroy it. But you may decide not to fulfill it. It's your choice. But God will never change. That's the reason why if a person messes about and he repents, God will still receive him. He's only the one, he's the one who will only be telling stories of if I had known, had I known, had I known. And we have enough of that in the church. So the rest of you must be reasonable in your thinking. Because you have others, like us, who refuse to budge to the devil. And you see what God is doing in our lives. And that is what you must follow. It says he he wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose known. To the promise, the years he promised. He confirmed it by an oath. The Lord Almighty has sworn. Surely as I plan, it shall be. Surely as I purpose, it will stand. God confirmed by an oath. And say, by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie. He who has fled to take hold of hope, offered to us, may be greatly encouraged. That is you and I. Who have taken hold of the hope, May be encouraged that God, God will not give up of you. That's what I will say. Now, let me say this to you. Do you know that you may be born in the poorest family, and when you are grown up, you didn't have privilege to, you know, all the uh, money, training, uh, you know, special lessons by experienced teachers, you know, that's, that may be your own case. Maybe it will be your father just rejected you, your mother was frustrated, and you are brought up in an environment of a woman who is depressed all the time because of her frustration, of this man who just walked away from her, used that, dumped her, and stuff like that. And so, you now found Jesus along the way. And then you began to see that it's the hand of the devil. And you decided that, okay, instead of being hateful and being hurtful, you, you went through healing process, and you began to follow the way of God. Let me say something to you. You may become the prime minister, of the country. And the people born in palaces will not. Mm. That tells you that God does not... The environment where you are born cannot determine where you are ending your life. You are the one who determines where you end. And not Satan. Unless if you follow his deception. So, the purpose of God is unchanging. You know, when I was looking at this, I I was discussing with uh, Dignis Samuel today. And he, he read a scripture, which I also read yesterday. I read from verse 12 yesterday. Before God spoke about Lucifer, let's hear what He first said. This is God's purpose for Israel. Spoken about, I think it should be about 2,000 years. Yeah, almost almost 2,000 years. 1,000 something years before it came to pass. Look at Isaiah 14, verses 1 and 2. The Lord will have compassion on Jacob. Once again, he will choose Israel. Can you you have been reading Jeremiah with mommy, and see how rebellious these Jews are. God will punish them. They will rebel again. They will cry when God punish them. God will restore them. A short time again, a generation will rise that knows not the God of their father. In the book of Judges, which you are reading, the, the reading this week, God will sell them into slavery. They will be punished by their enemy. They will cry again. God will restore them. This is due for you. And that's the life of many Christians. It should not be because the Jews did not have Holy Ghost inside them at the time, but you have Holy Spirit inside you. That's the major reason difference between you and Jews. He says he said God said you'll be chosen again. And will settle them in their own land. He said God once again will choose the Jews, Israelites, and settle them in their own land. Look at the next verse. Aliens will join them and unite with the house of Jacob. Nations will take them and bring them to their own place. And the house of Israel will possess the nations as uh, men servants and men servants of the lost land. They will make captives of their captors and rule over their oppressors. Now, let me help you know. Verse 2 is what I want to show you. Nations will take them and bring them back. Look, this was fulfilled. 1948. When Belgorum the head of Jewish agency, proclaimed the establishment of the state of Israel, and God used America, Britain, and the rest of the nations under Henry Truman, and of course, our own prime minister. And they came together, Western Churchill, and they restored Israel as a nation. Because God had promised them, nations will take them. After the Second World War, all these nations came together, and they formed United Nations in, on October 24, 1945. When they formed United Nations, the first beneficiary of United Nations was the restoration of the nation of Israel. Because at that time, the Holocaust just happened, that Hitler wanted to wipe away Israelites. But Israel had been scattered all over the world, as God said He would do to them. But when that day came, God destroyed the power of Hitler. He brought the nations together to form United Nations. And they took a stand, and they brought Israel back. And they reclaim their land from their enemies and settle them back in their own land. As God said, nation will take them and bring them to their own place. Jerusalem belongs to Israel, period. If you know history, you will know it. There is no controversy about it. Jesus is a Jew, Abraham was the father of all Jews, Jacob is the father that they all came from. But this scripture just says nations will gather and united nations form. This is after 1,500 years that the prophet spoke. And he said they will bring the Jews back to their own land. Not only that. He said, and the house of Israel will possess the nation as men servant and maid servant in the lost land. They are owner of Israel now. When they were first brought to Israel, I want all of you to go and read about it. When Israel was first brought in, don't worry about the politics behind it, which you know, was the policy between Britain and, and France. It divided the whole land and calling a place Palestinian and calling a place Jordan. All those places were Israel. They were Israel. Those politics that, you know, whenever God moves, Satan will want to creep in. Are you getting me now? To mess about. And that's why Christians must be very careful. When the devil is coming with camouflage and presenting that he's doing something good, if you're a Christian, your, your eyes will be open, or else, Satan will suck you in. That is the pro- calamity that, that came out of our country, United Kingdom, the great blunder that they made together with France, dividing that place and calling the place Jordan and calling the other place Palestine. Jesus was baptized in the place you call today Jordan. That is where the, John the Baptist was living in that land. It was not Jordan. It's all under Israel. I wouldn't get that. But however, God brought them back to their land as God, as God promised. And the house of Israel will possess the nations. Look at it. The house of Israel will possess the nations. As messengers and men servant and, and uh, 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 men servant. They will be... Uh, uh, let me help you, help you understand that. He said the land of Israel will possess nations. Go and look at all those who rule America. You will see Jews among them. President. Go and look at British uh, uh, presidents, a uh, prime minister, you see Jews among them. Go to other nations, you will see Jews in the rulership. All over the nations. Because God promised them they will possess nations. They are the, they are the financial bone of many nations. Take all Jews. Let all Jews leave America today, there is no America. Even the United Kingdom here. Anywhere you see a thriving economy, go check it. You have Chinese Jews, you have Russian Jews. Everywhere you have them, because God promised them on an oath as a purpose. So, the, God's purpose is non-revocable. Now, very quickly, let me just take you through a few things. I want to take you through a few, few people, and then we, look at, we end up tonight with creation story. Now, we have been looking at various characters in the Bible, and looking at what they did to achieve purpose. The first one I will want you to write down, Let's look at Solomon. Solomon is the wise, acclaimed wisest man on earth. Till today, nobody builds his wisdom. There is no, no academician that has reached one-tenth of Solomon's wisdom. He was a general mathematician. He, he, was, he was the one who wrote the fundamentals of several practices. However, his father gave him one key to fulfill that purpose. You recognize that yesterday I told you when God set up his purpose and roots your fulfillment of the purpose, you will have challenges. And I said the challenges are what God is what God used, or are what things that the weapon God used to bring out the grace and the gift in you. So a, a a child of God must not run for challenge at all or challenge, it should make you fiery. It should challenge. If you have a challenge, it should bring out the best out of you rather sit down and be crying, oh, This is my son, oh, this is my daughter, oh, my husband, oh, my wife. Get up, my friend. What about if you don't have a son? What about if you don't have a daughter? What about if you don't have a husband? What about if you don't have a wife? Will you not leave? As a Christian, your challenge should decide anything that you had, and it seems you don't have it again. Black blanket in your mind, so that you can fo- go forward. Satan will try every means to disfocus you, and you must not agree. You must not. You must not give the devil a left, right out of fellowship, and give God a left hand. God will not take that hand. I wouldn't get that. Look at what Solomon. What David said to Solomon. Write this down. It'll be very, very quick. Second Chronicle, uh, First Chronicle, chapter twenty-eight, verse nine. He says, and you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father. That is recipe number one. There is no such a thing as old school. God of old is the same today, and it will not change tomorrow. You cannot change the way God is worshipped. You cannot use the instrument, the way, the way they worship Satan, and change the words to Bible words, and use it to worship the Holy God. God is not that. Our God is the one who created Lucifer. So, Lucifer cannot design lyrics for God to be worshipped. Impossible. Those churches should know this, that, and you Christians should know this. Any song of the world, and they remove the words, and they put uh, the Bible word there, even if they put the name of Jesus there, you better don't sing it with them. The Bible says so in the book of Desiree, they must not worship God in their own way. Are you with me now? Your God is the God of old. He should be worshipped and be served like in the old. That's why most of the people we are getting examples from now are the people of the old. Acknowledge the God of your father. For those of you who belong to CFT, your father is Apostle Alfred Tertitian Williams. Acknowledge my God. Acknowledge my God. I didn't give you a God I think about. I didn't give you a God that I may be, I may not be. Never! I'm, I gave you the God of Abraham, the God who appeared to Abraham, who confirmed it in Isaac, and he fulfilled it in Jacob, and you, and myself, who appeared unto me also. Acknowledge him! You can't serve him in two ways, but the way that I set before you, which is the way of old. Two, serve him with wholehearted devotion. Understand this principle. Anything that you put your whole heart into is a premise for success. Anything you do haphazardly, will be, it, it, it's going to fail. So for you to succeed in God, you need whole heart devotion. Number three, willing mind. For you to succeed in purpose, you need a willing mind. A willing mind cannot be frustrated by disappointment. I did exam. my fail. I will do it again. Every time I fail it, I learn more. Until I pass it. Until I pass it. And I will pass it. Because the victory has been determined before the battle. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. So you understand. Serve God the old way. With your whole heart devotion to Willing mind, number three. He said the Lord searches every heart. Heart, number four. Heart, and understand every motive. Motive behind thoughts. Let all your thoughts be based on the motivation of the Bible. You want to be a doctor, why? So that you can serve humanity. You want to be a lawyer, why? So that you can help those who are down to You want to be a millionaire, why? So that you can be able to give to God and to give at all times. If anything that you do does not come from the premise of the Word of God, which is the motive, that thing is bound to be frustrated by God himself. Because you are a Christian, God has to frustrate it. Because it will take you away from the will of God. So check your motive. Check your thoughts. You Remember, we are looking at heart now. Your thoughts... Your heart is the storehouse of your thoughts. You studied that for the past two Sundays. So, the motive by which you do things is the process of your mind that triggers the thoughts. Your motive is the process of your mind. And you know that God searches the heart of man. He knows your motive. Even if others think that you have a good intention. If your intention is wrong, God is looking at it naked. <laughs> I was in heaven one day and I was standing with before an angel and the angel spoke with his mouth audibly and in my heart I thought oh so angels know this and the angels l- smiled to me and replied me in his thoughts. and I discovered that thought in heaven is as loud as audible voice that's why nobody can plan anything in secret god hears it audibly you know then he says condition if you seek him he will be found by you. You get it now? Acknowledge the God of your father, number one. Serve with wholehearted devotion. heart devotion, number two. Willing mind, number three. Heart, pure heart, number four. And number five, seek him. Okay? He will be found. Someone said to me that, you know, Apostle said Jesus appeared to him all the time. Jesus will appear to Apostle and talk to him when I was your age, when I was younger than some of you. At the age of nine. But I sought him. You have a now that prayer I don't go and sloppy sl- sl- about. Go to church in those days, I will go to church every day. To go and on Saturday, I will come to church to clean the house of God. I chose to some there are some kids in CFT who are following that partner. I, t- I, I forced my mother to take me to church. I want to go and clean the altar before Sunday. I was in the choir at the young age, I was in the intercessors at the young age, at the age of nine or ten. I joined the intercessors. I was not told by my parents to do so. The Bible says that I love the Lord your God with all your heart. I don't play games with God. Now if you serve God like that, how will God not appear to you? How will Jesus not appear to you? How will Jesus not appear to you? God take priority in my life than my education. So he made education easy for me. Are you with me now? Understand this. If you seek God, you find him. Someone say I've been praying, pray God didn't answer me. It's a lie. You didn't pray at all. You were rattling. Those who seek him, seek him in the day and night. I posted watchman over your walls so of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 62, verse 6. You who call upon the Lord, give God no rest and give yourself no rest mm-hmm. until he establishes Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We're talking about seeking God. When you seek God, you run away from sin. I grew up as a young boy. I was not overcome by peer pressure. I was distinct among my my, my friends. They always said, "Ah, that that, that uh, you a church man." Same thing with mommy. When she was working in Nigeria Airways, little did she know that some of the uh, of the staff there are now members of CFT Global. When other girls are following men, they are doing what they like. They call her the lady with the little Bible. She, you see her with the Bible reading her Bible in the office. It is a choice to serve God. Anything you devote your heart to, that's what works for you. If you devote your heart to God, which is fundamental. Life will be easy for you, cheap and easy. But if you look also in First Kings chapter 2, you read it today in your reading, verse 2 to 4. When David was going to die, he said, I am about to go the way of the earth, of all the earth. He said, so be strong to Solomon. Show yourself a man. A man should not behave like a girl. A girl should be a girl. A boy should be a boy. A man should be a man. A woman should be a woman. A man should not behave like a boy. There is nothing in your gender that you should desire to be another gender. It is of the devil. Look at what he says here. Don't be a sissy. Be a boy. Be a man. And then he says, observe the Lord of God, of your God, that your God requires. Observe it. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands. His laws and requirements as written in the law of Moses so that you may what, prosper in all you do and whatever you wherever you go on all you do you prosper whichever way you turn you prosper whatever you go you prosper wherever you go you prosper that is how to fulfill purpose you are a peculiar people. You are a separate human being. You cannot follow the world and expect God to be there. No, there is a way that, that is of the world. There is a way that is of God. You can't match it together. It's possible. And in verse 4 he says, And that the Lord may keep his promise to you. You understand that it is through the promises we enjoy the divine nature. If your descendants watch, watch now, they live. So, if your descendants watch how they live, and if they work faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never have to, you will never fail to have a man on the throne. That's what God said to him, and he handed over to his son. Are we together now? Now, let me take you further. We are looking at the things that you need to do to achieve. The purpose. So we looked at Solomon, isn't it? Let's look at Joseph. Joseph is one of the characters you look today. In the book of Joseph, Genesis chapter 37, He says, who is Joseph? How did Joseph go through all this? You see, from the dream of Joseph to his be, be, be becoming a king, I told you, Joseph went to, to, to uh, prison, okay, because God sent him there. It's not because he made a mistake, he didn't make any mistake. To tell his dream is right. If you keep quiet, your own be quiet with you. He told his dream because it is right to, 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 to say it. When God gives you a revelation, tell, tell them. Because that dream affects other people. If he did not say that dream, he will not reach that throne. He will never reach that. Is the root God ordained. To show the faithfulness of God. And to show that Joseph was faithful, telling his dream is divine. God made him say it. You remember you read uh, two days ago or yesterday about the Gibeonites when when Daniel had a, a, a famine and he asked God. God said, "Go and meet the Gibeonites. What they tell you, you do." Because God wanted to punish the children of Saul, and the Gibeonites said that they want all these men to be killed, and they were killed, and then God relented. When God was going to punish Israel himself, he said the mind of David to go and count the men. You read that today. So, with, with anybody who is faithful to God, you don't make mistakes. Everything you do, it may not look you know right to human being, but that is God in it. So that is the reason why the important is your heart and mind sold out to God. So God is the one who made him say that dream. And then that dream uh, ended him up being sold, as God ordained it, And then sold to the house of Percival, as God ordained it, Because he has to be in the house of Percival to be in light against, and to prove that he is righteous man, he did not commit fornication, he went to prison. And then in that prison, that is where he will meet the butler and the cupbearer, so that he will tell them the dream, and that will bring him to the palace. And in that palace, he will tell the dream of the king, and that will bring him to become the next fulfilled. It's all by God. It's all by God. You see the pathway of God. There is tribulation there. There is uh, you know a trial there. There are challenges there. But righteousness will penetrate all through. Are you with me now? No compromise. So therefore, Genesis thirty-seven two. He says this is the account of jo- Joseph, a young man of seventeen, teenager. Hear me. Was tending the flock with his brothers. He was a shepherd at seventeen. He had a career. The sons of Belial and the son of Zephyr, his father's wife. And he brought their father a report. The, uh, and he brought their father a bar report about them. Okay. But if you look at, he was a sincere man, told his father the truth. Hard working man and a God fearing man. No wonder in verse 5. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him. They hated him because he do, Joseph was a, a faithful man. He will not lie to father, but all the brothers are liars. You read throughout their life, they lie, lie, lie till when they even got to to Joseph, they are still lying. That our brother, we don't know, you know, why him. him. When he is alive, when they sold him, they would have said that we sold our brother. It would have been better for them, but from beginning to end, God delivered them. Listen to me. So Joseph was a faithful. A, a righteous man. Now look at King Uzziah. I'm talking about the things you need to do to achieve purpose in life. No compromise of God or the Word. Mm-hmm. King Uzziah, Second Chronicles twenty six five. It says, "Is Uzziah? The Uzziah became fifth, uh, uh, king at age. Let me read it from verse four, really, because if you have never read that scripture before, if you if I read it from verse four. You will understand it better. Uh, Second Chronicles. If I read from verse 4. It says. No, let me read from verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old. When he became king. Age 16. And he reigned in Jerusalem. 52 years. So you can fulfill destiny. At 16. He reigned in Jerusalem. 52 years. His mother's name was Jeconiah. She was from Jerusalem. Now look at verse 4. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord at the age of 16. Why? Just as his father Amaziah had done. That tells you that he had a father who was godly. And he followed the father who was godly. The Bible says to you who in church follow your leaders who serve before you that you have seen imitate their faith in God and their lifestyle. Hebrew 13. You say, I don't have faith. You have one in church. You have one in church. I'm not saying you're not doing that because I know that a lot of you follow me and I'm very happy. That's why I make my effort not to disappoint you. You know, I told you yesterday, you know, a short time apostle will, will relax, then you will go to read. What am I reading? Do I need books now? I don't need all those stuff. Well, I need them just for one reason. It's for you. You know what? Anytime you hear I'm going to school, everybody now buckle up. Everybody buckle up. And gradually I'm pushing you forward to your destiny. I'm pushing you forward to your destiny. Now, if you think that apostle is going to now resign, no. I just start. I just told my wife this morning that you know when I looked at myself, I have to read until the day I die. A man went to is he Cambridge at the age of ninety-two? What old man that he graduated? 90 something. So what am I doing with my own head? Don't worry, we are going to read together. I will read. We are in the expedition of reading, both of us, all of us will read together. Amen. If you don't have anything to read anymore, start reading Bible again and again and again and again. So, if you look at this boy, he had a father who instructed him. Then look at verse 5. He sought God at the age of 16. In the days of Zechariah, which is his spiritual father, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. His father died, but he was taken over by Zechariah. And the Zechariah man now taught him in the fear of the Lord. As long as he sought God, God gave him success. Your success depends on your seeking God. You know, we we have a lot of knowledge in the world. You know, i teach you quite a lot about, you know, mental reasoning, cognitive reasoning. Sometimes I dabble in and out. The area that is sensible, the other area that is of, of the devil, I don't want to talk about it. Because you have an area of cognitive reasoning that is purely satanic. And the Christian must recognize it. If you don't recognize it, you follow that you end up in jail. Or you end up in, in mental hope. I will get that. Any, any knowledge of the world that we add, we must subject it under the word of God. You will find it in the Bible. You will find it in the life of Christ. You will find it in the life of all these patriarchs If you don't find it, don't do it. You don't accept that. It is just being an, a shadow. So, Zion, the reason why he was successful, it was because he sought God. Now, Joseph, mm-hmm. at 17, Genesis 37, verse 2, he says this is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man. Now let's go to Daniel. If you look at Daniel, he was. they say he was around the age of 13 when they were taken uh, in the slavery. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 7, this is a boy brought in as a slave, if you read the whole of chapter 1, and then the king said he wanted somebody, you know, children from Israel who have royal connection, the founding among Shedrach, Meshach, Abednego, and they brought them to be, to be trained in the palace. And they abstained from eating the food of the king because it was a food offered to idol. That's why they didn't eat that food. You must know that. So they decided to eat just vegetables. Alright? And then, the Bible says in chapter 1, verse 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge. So you need knowledge from God like uh, 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 Dikin Timmy Timmy was the one who, who was citing that, you know, discernment of her, And he was talking about artificial intelligence. You need, we need to probe into that more. Because that is what he said is fact. Is fact. All these big names they give, all this stuff. Check it in the Bible. They are there. They may rebrand them. So, knowledge and understanding from God. You need it. And you need to be praying for it all the time. James tells you to do that. Of all kinds of literature and learning, understand that these boys, education, that's what I'm talking about. They had knowledge and understanding. They were well educated. They were well educated in Babylonian literature and Babylonian learning. And Daniel could understand vision and dreams of all kinds. So they were successful in life and in godliness. You see, education necessary. Let me say this: so if any one of you can draw and you can design, that's what you like to do. Don't go and become an artist Do you know what I'm saying? It the field of art has been sniped by Lucifer. Any one of us who did it will tell you. What can you do with your skill of art? Go and study architecture. Become a a fellow of the Royal Institute of Chartered Architects, and then your art can really means something sensible are you with me now you must be very careful even there are some courses that when you go for them you must be very careful when i was doing my first degree in multimedia arts they were always bringing naked women i, I satanic pictures for us to use i refused i refused it was a big fight between me and my lecturers that like you can't defy my brain because i want to qualify as a, as a, as a multimedia you know you have to be very, very careful in some courses to be able to know where you draw the line. So, education is necessary to navigate through your life to purpose. Then, Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 to 4, we'll see some few things. It says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators. Remember Romans chapter Twelve. You must distinguish yourself among your peers. If peer pressure you you pressure him back. Don't let anybody put you down by what you what you believe. Speak it out until they are ashamed of themselves. People don't you don't join people in dressing like a foolish man or foolish boy or, or useless girl, opening their laps and and backs and stuff, and they are, they are saying to you that you are out of out of. Um, out of uh, a fashion. Tell them about hell. That the fashion ends up in hell. Read the, the scripture. I've I, I just said this. I'm going to be teaching you about hell, the reality of hell. Don't worry, I'll teach it. The reality of hell. That's the next one we go after talking about, the love of God. Be bold to tell them, these things end up in hell. These things is under Lucifer. Ephesians chapter 2. He's the one who controls the words of this world. But you must know the word of God to be able to uh, dictate it, uh, to, to quote it. You know that when you confront those people, you know, they get afraid quick. Instead of you to be feeling ashamed where, or in the things that you should be proud of, they are the ones doing what they should be ashamed of. Stand against them. The Bible says, therefore, do not conform any longer with the pattern of this world, but be transformed Verse 2 of Romans 12. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You cannot know God's will unless you separate yourself from the world. You do not conform with the world at all. So Daniel distinguished himself. He was a satrap, but he does not behave like them. Are you with me now? How does he behave? Look at what he says. He distinguished himself among the adm- administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. If you are exceptional in secondary school, your, your tutors will know you. If you are exceptional in your second in the university, your lecturers will know you. Forget about, about uh, racism. If you are exceptional, you will penetrate racism because God will bind the heart of people who are racist. They are the ones who recommend you. They will say, we have never seen this before. Exceptional in your behavior, intelligent in the, in the letters of man, and not rephrase. They don't see you where they are messing about. Protesting on the street is not for born again. I say it again. They are protesting on the street. That is not your own. Where you protest, on your knees, on your knees. That's where Christians protest. And then you read well so that you can have something to offer, to get to the place of policy and decision-making so that you can influence. You cannot influence change by, by, by protest. Either it's peaceful or ragamuffin. Or, or like it doesn't matter. What are you doing there? Those who lose their life in protest, who, who talks about them? But if you make a change as a policy, as a member of the policy uh, 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 of government, and you change things, people will remember you. Let me tell you this. Be very, very, you must be exceptional in your quality. Then what did he say? The king set him up because he has brain, he has knowledge, he's exceptional. At this, the administrators and the staff tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel. In his conduct, when they saw that he is intelligent, he does not behave anyhow, he is a true gentleman in his behavior, in his dressing, in his appearance, he is very, very good. So what did they look for? They looked for a way about his conduct and how he conduct the affairs of government. And they found out that, that he did not steal any government money. He did not steal government money. Someone said that, well, when you get to that position, that is the norm. Hell is the result of the norm of stealing. If you are a Christian and you steal government money, you can't enter heaven. You must know that thieves are banished. If they want to push it in your pocket, resign And publish it. Oh, they will kill me. Death will kill you anyhow. We will not die. It's better you die defending the truth and obeying the word of God, and then you have habitation for seventy times. What is the, well, this word about all the, anyway? If you are not to, if you are not living in line with God, listen. They couldn't find anything in the conduct of the affairs, but they were they were unable to do so. So then, they could not they could find no corruption in him. As a young boy, he does not get involved with credit card fraud. He cannot be deceived by buying expensive shoes, he doesn't need it. He needs God. He works in righteousness. Whether his mates are buying, I don't know the names of those shoes. Unfortunately, I'm not so worthy like that. I don't know whether Gucci or whatever they call it. All these shoes that entice uh, boys and some useless boys who use them to go and do fraud, they will use them and, and expose you to, to them. When, if you are caught as a young man in England and you have criminal record, forget it. There's nothing you can become in the future. You are a useless man for life. Not in this society. Your heart should be God and education. Have God and education. Do you see apostle buying a, a, a wristwatch of 10000 and saying that this wristwatch, God bless me, is $10,000. My dead body will not do that. Oh, this suit I bought it for X amount of dollars. Nonsense. I would rather tell you that yesterday an angel of the Lord appeared to me. People who said that, tell them, let them talk, let them tell us how you look like. Let them tell us when they stood in the council of God. They cannot. They cannot. A the little thing they are afraid. They are afraid of death, afraid of de- Satan, afraid of demons. Come on now. No corruption must be found in you. You must be trustworthy. No corruption because it was trustworthy. And neither corrupt nor negligent. Do your work. Very, very good. Don't be negligent. So, the fourth thing is education, Daniel 1 17, and integrity, Daniel 6 4. And two more things about Daniel. He was a very prayerful man. You must be very prayerful because your tomorrow you don't know, but prayer can reveal it to you. It says in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been made, he went uh, home to his his upstairs room where the window opens towards east, towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. He prayed three times, nine in the morning, twelve and three hours of prayer. He prayed three Mm -hmm. times. Why? Because the, these people who could not find anything against him, they thought, okay, if we look for his God, if we look to, to get him to sin against his God, we will get him. So they told the king that for this number of days, nobody should ask anything from you, from any God except you. And Daniel had it. He said, not me. I will not obey man. I would rather obey God than to obey man. Even if I lose my position, your position on earth is useless. And that must be you too. Very resilient. Very prayerful. That heaven can depend on you. He prayed three times a day. Bending his knees before God. Daniel chapter 9 verse 20 to 23. While I was speaking and praying. Confessing the sins of my and the sins of my people Israel. And making his, his request to the Lord my God. From his holy hill. While I was still in prayer. Gabriel the man I had seen in the earlier vision. Came to me as in his swift flight. About the time of evening sacrifice. He instructed me. And said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Daniel, I have come to give you insight and understanding. Who appeared to him? Gabriel. Look at verse verse, uh, 23. As soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, which I have now come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Or you are highly favored. All right? Therefore, consider the message and understand the vision. Now, you know, people, Christians say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Ah, no, it is here, yeah, this one that makes you favored. A man who is highly favored is a man who angels recognize and respect because he's a man of heaven. He prays regularly. He inquires of the Lord and the Lord reveals to him. You know what makes God reveal things? When you spend enough time regularly praying, all right, each time you are praying, you are building the presence of God. Each time you pray, and so when you build that relationship to an extent, angels will open, enter into your atmosphere and they will talk to you. That is how you say, you can fast and pray and, you know, a short, you know, this microwave type of prayer. Seven days of uh, locking up myself. When after the seven days is over, you go back to your old ways. God knows it. That's why people don't get anything by it. God wants a systematic, consistent relationship with it. And that's what you get with Daniel. And the last thing about Daniel, and I will stop there is cooperation and collaboration with God. You know, you cannot, that's for everybody, you can never walk in the way of God if you do not cooperate with holiness. If you do not collaborate with the thinking of God, you must be able to access the thinking of God Two ways you think like God, by thinking in line with what is written or by instruction from the Holy Spirit of obedience. Those are the two things, Avenue, that give you Understand of the mind of God. You know, you look at God said in the chapter fifty-five of Isaiah, verse eight. He said, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways," declares the Lord. I will stop in that. Mm -hmm. Isaiah fifty-five, from verse eight to verse eleven. Okay, let me read it to eleven. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Ways are not your ways. Understand, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, James Version said, that plan is thought. I know my thought towards you for the purpose. So the purpose for, for, for which God created each one of us, God has plans, and those plans are his thoughts. And you and I have to walk in, either unconsciously or consciously. And the, what, the way you can get it is the things that I've told you. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart. He will guide yourself when you are not aware that he's more behind your move. It will come like a thought, a decision, but Holy Spirit is the one behind it. That happened to Christians a lot. We just find ourselves in the bliss, and we just didn't know how we took those decisions that end up in these good things. Because the Holy Spirit was behind it. Because we have to understand the thought of God. But we can go to higher dimension where we can inquire of the Lord and he can speak to us at any age in life. So he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways not your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return back to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourishing, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. That is provision for you so that you can give, and provision for you so that you can live a good life, comfortable life. He says, so is my word that proceeds out of my mouth, which is purpose of God. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I it." So, God achieves his purpose by his word. And that's where we're going to start today. You know, I thought I was going to look at God as an example. But tomorrow we we'll look at God as an example. I will start ministering tomorrow early. By seven thirty, I will start to minister. Seven thirty, yes, seven thirty. Our meeting tomorrow starts at seven, not eleven, because it's convention. But we have the night vigils, which is going to be, you know, uh, you know at. Um, I think our night vigil tomorrow will be twelve, rather than eleven, because we have been having the program. Now, I want to show you about God when we look at god something will astonish you god as our great example and tomorrow we look also at jesus christ as our great example you will discover that what what i read to you last in that isaiah uh, is what god began with and we will be amazed tomorrow when we look at this together as my word my, the word that comes out of my mouth shall achieve its purpose and your destiny, my destiny, your purpose, and my purpose is what God has spoken. Why we are coming to the other? you go and be this. And God, those words of God in our spirit must not return back to God empty. And we have to cooperate with heaven, emulating God himself uh, through the creation story. And we will see how easy purpose in life can be achieved. I want to... Bow your heads and begin to pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Thank God for the word he has sent to you. Begin to thank God that God's unchanging purpose is, the, the purpose of God is unchanging. And today God spoke to you about the unchanging nature of God's purpose. That is the topic of today. The unchanging nature of God's purpose. If God said it, that settles it. That is what you will become. Ask God for more strength tonight. He will give it to you if you ask Him. Tell God, strengthen me. I am asking for more strength. Because I see higher calling for me to achieve on earth. I have not seen United Kingdom come on their knees before God. Until that happens, I will not stop. Tell the Lord, strengthen me. Lord, I ask for strength. I ask for strength. I ask for strength from you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I decree over your lives that as that song says it shall come to you. Provision comes to you from heaven. For all the visions that heaven has embedded in your spirit, receive the insight of the spirit to tap into the revelation of what God has placed within you. Receive strength in your body mm-hmm. to respond to the call of heaven upon your life. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of today at 12 midnight, as a zero hour of the day, the Lord led us to pray that every yoke, because in that Isaiah chapter 14 verse 24, in 25, it says that I will destroy the Assyrian in my land, I will break their yoke from the shoulder, mm-hmm. and I will lift up their body. Mm-hmm. The yoke of Satan was revealed by the Holy Spirit as you are praying, as attitudes of life that trick people away from the mm-hmm. cause of God. I destroy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every yoke of Satan over your life as you are listening to me, I command them to be broken, mm-hmm. burdened, lifted, mm-hmm. <laughs> Burden every weight Mm -hmm. of frustration, weight of depression. Be lifted in the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. Yoke of worldliness, of deception, of anger, of rage. Mm -hmm. Be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every carrot that the devil is stabbing before you, I command your eyes to be blind to them. Mm -hmm. I decree your eyes to be open to the things of God. The desire and the lust for the world Be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Your desire desire shall be for the living God. That you may love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And if anybody is sick, I command the sickness to vanish from your body now. In the name of Jesus. Everyone that is suffering from rebellion. You are set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You spirit of rebellion, I cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. According to the design of God, your life shall be. Amen. The purpose of God for you mm-hmm. is establish the path to enter the purpose. You receive insight and knowledge to work mm-hmm. in line with it. Nothing will hinder you. The Lord will go ahead of you. He will level the mountain before you. Mm -hmm. He will remove every purpose of the devil. Mm -hmm. He will turn your valleys. He he will lift up your valleys. And He will turn your desert into pools of water. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will have encounters. A refreshing refreshing encounter of God. On a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So shall it be unto you. Mm -hmm. And so it is. In Jesus holy name. We are praying. Amen. Amen and amen. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless us.